This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers in the breaking of all things normal. Aloha, y'all. Wow. 101 episodes. If you did not listen to the 100th episode, we're doing a whole new thing called the Energy Collective. I have teamed up with my uh, tribe from the Magic Mountain House, smack dab in the middle between Boulder and Golden, Colorado, 8,000 feet high. And we are decided to produce a new breaking normal thing called the Energy Collective. So love seeing the people that participated in last week's challenge. The idea here is every week from now on, Friday, 3.33, Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be releasing a new Energy Collective episode with myself, Matt Chandler, Justin Nault, and Stephen Cowan. And speaking of Stephen Cowan, he just put 30 more pounds of Colorado, 100% grass-finished, bison liver into his freeze dryers at his commercial kitchen in Boulder. It's a pretty, uh, speaking of like the 101 episode, speaking of ones, basically on 11-11, we got 111% funded at 11-11 a.m. for the Kickstarter for Tribe Vitamins. I'm so stoked on that. We have not sent out the first batch. So if you're listening to this, depending on where you're listening to it, send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or at daniel at breakingnormal.com email and get your order of desiccated, encapsulated bison heart and or bison liver. Get your pre-order in now. For myself, I weighed myself today. I'm back in Georgia currently for my brother's wedding. Timothy and Emerald, congratulations. Paul Reese, thank you for officiating it. What a beautiful experience. What a challenging mission to make it happen. <laughs> Flying with my pit bull, Araya. Well, American Staffshire Terrier. That's what I told Delta, which is actually more true. Um, and my daughter, Davina, with like five pieces of luggage, including a suitcase from Colorado to Georgia. We made it just in time for the wedding the night before. It was so beautiful. And um, I gave my brother, Timothy, the new married man, some of the tribe vitamins today. And we weighed ourselves today. And for the first time ever, he is about five or six pounds heavier than me for the first time in our lives. And I would definitely attribute that to these tribe vitamins. It's kind of shocking how much nutrients and how much energy I'm getting from these, <laughs> these vitamins with so little calories that I got to start watching myself. So if you get your pre-order in, I would encourage you not to lose too much weight too fast or get too energized too quickly, but to take it one step at a time because sometimes it's hard by the yard, but a cinch by the inch. And uh, man... I got to gain some weight. <laughs> I got to start supplementing on something before these supplements, before supplements known as tribe vitamins. So anywho, that's my shout out. If you want to get on this first pre-order of this super small batch, hit me up. Um, Steven has been probably freeze drying about hundreds of pounds at this point. We get about a 20 to 30% yield, a less yield on the heart and more yield on the liver, meaning the heart must have more water in it than the liver. 
And I am just so stoked to hear about the results. I, the people that I've just kind of given my samples out by hand, it just seems like they're getting a longer lasting, sustained energy, craving less naps. And I definitely encourage you to take it in the morning with coffee rather than at night. It seems like some people might have a trouble sleeping at night if they take them at night. Um, I'm actually filming this on my Instagram live um, and people are asking me, is Troy Casey my king? No, he's not my king. He's definitely an ally. He was on the podcast, so check out that episode. And more importantly, strap in because we are interviewing one of the four King Warrior Lover Magicians dads for this episode. Justin Nault's dad, Charlie Nault. And man, oh man, this guy got an initiation and he initiated us to a higher level of consciousness. And I think you're going to be very grateful, keyword grateful, for this episode. Um, if you didn't check out the last week's episode, I definitely encourage you to do that. Once again, so, th so thankful for all the people that participate in the cold water challenge. You can uh, sign in on Facebook. Look up the group Energy Collective, uh, request access, and then you'll have a whole tribe of people that are holding you accountable to live your life in the best way possible and to make sure that you're unleashing your energy in the best way possible. I would so love to hear, I know since we're taking kind of a radical shift, arguable upgrade with the Breaking Room podcast, how do you like the 100th episode compared to the first 99? I just got a testimony from one of my friends that's helping me actually deliver some of the liver and the heart from one of my suppliers from South Dakota that she was saying that it's so much better. The 100th episode is so much better than the first. The first was with J.P. Sears. Wow. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe the, I don't know if you've ever heard of the 10,000 hours theory from Malcolm Gladwell in his book, Outliers, but that's a good theory. I love his other books as well, like Blink, holy moly. Anywho, strap yourself in, get ready to get really grateful because if you're not grateful for what you got, what business do you have for asking for more? I would say that the attitude of gratitude is one of the most powerful emotions that we can cultivate and it's like a muscle that we can practice. So I trust this will inspire you to start practicing to be more grateful, more inspired, and breaking more normals. Because normal, just like culture, just like water, just like money, just like manure, deserves to be in movement, deserves to be changed. When they're hoarded, when ideas, money, manure are hoarded, that's when they're dangerous. But when they're spread out strategically, that's when they're extremely fertilizing to our earth and to our individual consciousnesses and to our collective consciousness. So keep breaking normal. If you want to be part of this team and support the gods of the internet known as algorithms, then leave a review on the iTunes. Maybe you can include the word tribe vitamins. Maybe you can include what you think. Maybe you can include what you like. Maybe you can include what you don't like if you want to be extra controversial, which I love. I love, I love teaming up with people I disagree with because to me, that's a sign that we're tapping into the frequency of heart sync instead of groupthink. Oh, and I'm doing, as I mentioned earlier, I'm doing this live on Instagram and I see a beautiful message here. You inspire me every day. Wow. Well, that inspiration is mine. And I'd love to hear about it through the reviews. And if you want to get in on this first order of bison liver and or heart encapsulated, desiccated, so you can microdose on arguably the most powerful 
natural multivitamin known to man before there was even a supplement industry, then hit me up. And definitely stay tuned towards the end of the podcast because Justin has a little dedication to his dad. And I'd like to dedicate this episode to his dad as well. You're such an inspiration, Charlie. Thank you for sitting down with us um, without a mask. But even if you sat down with a mask, I'd be happy. Actually, I did have one, one, one person out of the 100 episodes, all done in person, wear a mask. And that was awesome. Thank you for breaking normal. I love when people can honor their own boundaries, regardless of all the cultural chaos around us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these comments and I'm, um, I'm giggling and I definitely love all the comments and the reviews coming in on the Breaking Normal podcast. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group because we got some really special stuff going on. And I'll be really curious to see who participates in this gratitude challenge offered by myself and Charlie, Justin, Stephen, and Matt. Thank you all for tuning in. Keep breaking normal. Let me know if you have any questions. We're all one click of a button away from a radically upgraded life. So keep clicking the right buttons and realize life is a choice. What's not a choice? I'm just asking the question. Don't get offended. Or if you do get offended, you can watch the video, How to Get Offended by J.P. Sears and myself on YouTube. That's a great one. (laughs) All right. I trust you all will love this as much as I loved sitting down with Charlie. And um, like I said, keep breaking normal. Peace in. Aloha. Welcome to the second episode of the Energy Collective Podcast. I am sitting here with uh, Matt Chandler, Stephen Cowan, Justin Nault, and his papa bear, Charlie (laughs) Nault, and the special guest of the podcast. The first episode, if you didn't catch it and you want to know more about the container that we're creating, tune into that. We explain what the Energy Collective means to us. And the intention was to have special guests that have unlocked their energy. And I'll tell you what, right off the bat, spending the weekend here with Charlie, we have He's unlocked some energy where one of my the co-hosts here, Stephen, was actually concerned about me. We've we've done <laughs> we've exposed ourselves to the environments and uh, unlocked some, I think, secrets to ourselves. I'm excited to explore out loud tonight. And the best way I think I could do that would be to introduce Justin to introduce Charlie, because Justin is uh, Charlie's son. And since we, I've spent about three or four weeks here with Justin, and we've really dived deep into the energy challenge of the uh, cold exposure, which we talked about in the first episode, mm-hmm. and then your dad got to join us with that in the most extreme way. And like just for me projecting and thinking about my dad being here doing this, I'm, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. So why don't you tell us more about Charlie and tell us what this experience means to you. And then I'm excited to hear from our guest for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because um, for you guys, maybe on the outside looking in, it seems like this very unique, rare thing. It is unique and rare, but it's commonplace for me because dad and I have been squashing challenges together for years now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been following the Clovis protocol for a long time. We've done a ton of powerlifting together. We've run Tough Mudders together. We've done Wim Hof together. We've trained with Wim Hof certified instructors together. We've swung kettlebells together. We've traveled to different countries together. So I'm super grateful. I had this amazing like best friend relationship with dad. It's, it's interesting because he still is very much like you still have the mentorship role and are very much dad, you know, yep. and I'm very yep. much son. It works that way. 
but we also are, are peers in a lot of ways. And we learn from each other. Dad learns a lot from me in nutrition and fitness and things like that. And um, I'm quite good at roping him into all these crazy things that we do. And uh, but he's crazy just, things this weekend. Yeah. And he's just, yeah. as you guys saw, he's just always game 100% of the time. And it's, it's interesting because it's the only, the only dad-son relationship that I've had and that I know. But it's not until I go talk to other people that they're like, this is not normal. <laughs> like most people aren't, aren't really this way. And that's um, something else that we'll talk about today. And we talked about last week on the, the kind of breaking normal <laughs> trend of just, yeah, trying to normalize some of these things. And dad will share some of his story and everything. But um, yeah, I've, I've looked up to him since I was a kid and learned how to play guitar and sing with him over a campfire. And that he's a lot of the reason why I became a musician. Him and his brothers were very musical. And I uh, just always supported me 100%. And I've heard so many horror stories about parents trying to direct their kids in certain ways and, and all these things. And he was literally just from the jump was like, whatever makes you happy, go do it and we'll figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been great. So as I've gone out and tried to explore what makes me happy, I try to include him in it as, as much as possible because I couldn't have done any of it without him, period. So, yeah. Watching you guys this weekend, cool. you guys have definitely have a very unique and special relationship. So it's been, you. you know, cool to watch um, and just to see you guys interact. And yeah, I mean, it's been an honor to meet you, Charlie. So thank, thank you, you for thank coming you. out and visiting us and jumping on the podcast with us as well. My pleasure. I'm thrilled to be here. It's been a great weekend. And real quick, quickly, you mentioned that he's always game. But if I remember when we jumped in the 30-something degree water <laughs> and there was a crowd forming around us and they're all like, is this for real? And like people were turning their cameras on. And sure enough, Charlie's in the water with us. And about after a minute or so, he was Charlie said, it was like, I'm good. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> I've been in, now it's time yeah, to get yeah. out. But Justin, you, you, he wasn't, you like Justin, you kind of coached him through an experience there to stick with it for the whole five minutes. Sure. And that was really special to watch. I don't know exactly why, but I, I guess me imagining Davina, uh, she, I, my daughter, I feel like she teaches me so much every day, but just to see it so explicitly taught in like this coaching <laughs> format and then you sticking through it and having this incredible experience, that was definitely awe-inspiring. So I wanted to point that out before we hear more from Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was really grateful for that moment. We would talk about gratitude. I was really grateful for that moment because I would have gotten up yeah. and I would have regretted it. Yeah. Well, you but, stuck through it, man. Yeah. And that, that's what matters. Yeah. yeah. That's you the big it. thing to know, too, with him and I chal- tackling so many challenges in the past, like really challenging things. Um, I know him extremely well and he knows me. And the one thing that I knew is you know, dad and I are so similar in so many ways and I saw him getting up to get out and a couple things went through my head. One, he's got to know he's safe because his instinct is kicking in right now. His body's saying, I got to get out of here. I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just telling him, you can do this. I'm right here. That's the first thing I said to him. Is, I'm right here. I'm right here with you. It's the first thing I said. We went and watched the video the other day. Mm-hmm. The first thing I said is, I'm right here. I'm with you. And the second thing is we're wired so similarly mm-hmm. that had I gotten out, I would be mad at myself in the back end. I'd be like, I was already in. I was already in. I could just stay part. for four more minutes. And like, and I knew that he was going to feel that way. So we just know how to talk to each other. If, if the roles were reversed and he had been doing cold therapy a lot more than I had been recently and I was going to get out, I know he would have said the exact right thing and I would have sat back mm-hmm. down in the water and we, we just have that relationship. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. That really is cool. And I think maybe before we get started on Charlie's story, we can kind of 
take some turns about what we've learned on this cold challenge this last week. Um, there's been some interesting challenges. I know like yesterday, you know, we've had Charlie join us um, for the five minutes and we were actually sitting in the park doing Wim Hof and a random guy that was picking up trash <laughs> said, hey, are you guys doing Wim Hof? Are you the Wim Hof group? And we're like, well, yeah, we're, we're not really the Wim Hof group, but we're doing Wim Hof, so you can join us. And uh, had another person jump in with us as well. So I, I think that's part of what these challenges are all about, too, is just, you know, kind of inspiring other people to to take action and jump in with you and, and do these things that are not normal. Um, and, you know, finding finding your energy and down below and uh, doing them. So I'd like to hear some of everybody's kind of experience from because cold therapy for you, Stephen, has been relatively new right yeah it has been pretty new i've done a little bit of wim hof and i find it so much easier in a group like that guy's like oh i'll jump in because i got a group to to join and then you staying in the water because we're in group and for me i'm like i won't even do it it's if it's on my own and i've started doing the cold showers and i find just the beginning is the hardest like the first minute then after that it's like okay we're like supporting each other and um, it just gets easier, but there, I find a lot of, yeah, it's, it's, it's empowering. It's definitely a mind over body experience and it's cool to find those types of edges. Well, I'll, what I'll say is, I mean, this is a continuous miracle in my life is mm -hmm. polar plunging and, and natural, actually in natural settings, especially when it's a public setting. And Boulder so happens to have a beautiful creek that runs right through it. Yeah. And our polar plunge spots, like the up creek, upstream part of it. And what I remember is being in uh, Zion National Park in the Virgin River. And it's the most beautiful spot ever. And the water is extremely cold, probably in the 50s. And there's just like hundreds of tourists that just walk right by the water. But I'm there to get in the water. And I remember this young kid watching me and coming like to me asking for help to how to do that. And I remember like coaching up this whole experience and like ha him having this life changing experience of getting in this virgin river and his parents like cheering him on. And, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it's so simple. But um, when you were saying how this, what this challenge has meant, it's, a, it's always just like those people videotaping us from the bridge. Next mm -hmm. time they go and see that river, they're going to be more tempted to get in it. To get in. Mm. And I, I just, like I was mentioning in the first episode, just like water's at our source. Um, when we used to be more nomadic and tribal, the very first thing people would look for is water. Mm -hmm. And then we would go from there. So I think it's just, uh, it's just a continuous step into this leadership role of getting in the water so other people might consider it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I noticed with this challenge. And y'all challenged me to do it because I would definitely not done what I did by myself. I know. I'm, yeah, exactly. And I know that one day this week I was, me and you were sitting at the uh, Highland City Club yeah. and I was like, man, I do not want to go in the water. No, nope, nope, It nope. was like got cloudy. The wind Super. started blowing in. It was like 45, 50. Yeah. Um, the water was probably like high 30s, maybe low 40s. And you're like, well, they're down there and let's just go. And I'm like, all right. And so, yep. yeah, pull me in. And then, yeah, I'm always thankful after I go that I did it, but it's always, you know, tough to make that heart spark. And so, you know, getting in a group and that's what hopefully this will spur people on too is do it, you know, just go do it. Once you get in, you won't regret it. I know that. So it yeah. was really great this week. Cause I, I've been pretty consistent before that with Daniel probably going, I don't know, in the last 60 days, like 55 of those days, if not more. Um, and then it's starting to get colder and more windier and bolder. So it's definitely 
you know, a little bit more of your mind, place in your mind as well of like, you know, I get in or not right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad I got in. So yeah, thank you for helping me on that, Justin. I yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, even that's the thing, even one friend, like get one crazy friend. Like mm -hmm. you and Daniel went by ourselves multiple times before Steven and I moved in. We've gone alone one day or like you guys have gone. I think you guys have gone together once when mm -hmm. Matt and I weren't there. It's like, even just that one person, be one person in your life you can do it with, or like maybe talk to your dad or your mom, maybe they'll be into it, you know? And I love the way that, uh, the guy's name was Andrew, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, yep. yeah. yeah. I mean, that was amazing. And you could tell how excited that guy was. And this goes back to what we talked about at the end of last week's episode, this like kind of normalizing these things. You're like, you're right. The people filming from the bridge are going, whoa, wait a second. This is, this is interesting. People do this. They may have never seen that before. We don't know if they're tourists or something. And then that guy, Andrew, he wasn't planning on jumping in the creek that day. You know he wasn't. Yeah. He was just out there picking up trash. He's doing yeah. like some community service work. And then he jumps in and then he's like, hey, let's stay in touch. Let's do this again. Yeah. And it's this kind of thing of just, <laughs> you can do these things and you don't need permission to do them. But for some reason, even one other person being involved, it's like you have permission. You yeah. know? Or when we're in that super cushy office, office space, is warm. looking at the clouds and we're like, <laughs> let's go down there. Or even today, we'll, we'll get to this, but even going outside to walk in the cold today, like you were saying, we're like, yeah, we, we'd all talked about doing it this week. And we're like, we're going to do a Wim Hof hike like tomorrow. And we, I could feel everyone like just before, like, well, let's just go for a hike and bundle up in normal clothes, like normal people and go do this thing. And we were just yeah. like, ah, I'm going to yeah, put on shorts and I'm going to take my shirt away. off. Yeah, it was yeah. slipping away. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But Who inspired that, by the way? Who was the one that decided to do the shorts and no shirt? Was it you? I think it was Justin. I mean, I think <laughs> there was like, a lot of inspiration. It. Let's yeah, do it. But then, like the no shirt, that was definitely you. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And you were. You looked at me. You were like, "Oh, shorts." <laughs> Just like, yeah. <laughs> yep. <Nice>. It worked. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. So uh, I guess we should. Uh, what do you think? Where, where do we go from here? Does anybody? Yeah. Does it? Okay. I guess next was probably good into ask Charlie kind of some of his experience with. Uh, finding his energy himself. I know sure. um, since Charlie's been here, like it's been amazing. He's taught me a lot just in our conversations about business and some of the things that he's uh, been into with like Good to Great, which I'm a big fan of too, mm -hmm. and Jim Collins. Um, and just the way he's he's recently, um, he's exited from a business, which I'll let him talk about, and recently got into a new one that he's really turning around. Um, and so it was really cool to listen to some of his ideas and things that he's working on it. So yeah, Charlie, I'll, I'll sure. let him take it away of, kind of some of the main pivotal points that you think uh, in your life of where you've dug in and found that energy and kind of went against the norm. Yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey, honestly. You know, I've done a lot of different things, uh, but at the crust of it was, of course, being a dad and raising kids, but uh, also being an entrepreneur, starting a business, growing that business significantly. And then there was a point where, um, yeah, I was always searching. No matter what I did, I'm always asking questions, why? always searching for deeper meaning, that kind of thing. And so uh, I did all transcendental med meditation, a bunch of different things, and I was pretty much on my own doing that stuff. And then I, uh, I went to a Zig Ziglar event. Mm, yep. I brought my sales force there, nice. and Zig Ziglar gets into this thing. He starts talking about how he became a born-again Christian. I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Sounds a little. So he said, you know, in the middle of it, he said, well, it's, it's lunchtime. You can go outside, grab a lunch. It was in uh, uh, the Fleet Center in Boston. And he said, or you can stay here and I'm going to share my spiritual journey with you. So I stayed inside and listened to him. And it was pretty amazing how he, at the age of 45, you know, he became a born again Christian. And I ended up doing the exact same thing. I had a moment where I said, okay, there's the, you know, 
Jesus is God. You know, there is a God. God is the creator. Jesus is God. And, uh, and it was an epiphany, and it, it, it set me on a spiritual path. Now, the challenge with that was, okay, you get plugged into a church, and then, mm-hmm. then everything gets pretty dogmatic after mm-hmm. that. You know, there's a bunch of rules and all this stuff, and then you find the hypocrisy. And then, you know, so I went through that journey. I, I was all in. I mean, I went around the world, became a missions director of a church. I went to Ghana. I went to Haiti. I went to Sri Lanka after the... Wow. Uh, the tsunami, I mean, I was there doing tsunami relief. You know, I saw the graves and wow. mass graves and things and, and went into the, the tent cities that were there and people in various conditions, you know. So it was really tough. But uh, at the same time, you know, then I'm questioning everything. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, this doesn't sound like um, exactly the way people d- describe it in, in terms of, how the world works and how God works and all that stuff. So I continued my journey, I would say, even though I just uh, continued to kind of serve. That's where I got into a service role. I actually left my company, hmm. turned it over to my second in command and ran a, a homeless mission for uh, chronically addicted and homeless people. I did that for seven years before I moved to Tennessee. Wow. Wow. Uh, so that was, that was really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. You know, though, that's a turning point in your life, right? I never met a homeless person. You know, actually met a homeless person. The next thing you know, I, I, this guy walks in and he is just—he's just been beat up. The first homeless person I met, he had just been terribly beaten up, mm-hmm. and was missing most of his teeth. And he told me the whole story. I mean, he lost his teeth when he was 12 years old because he took his own braces off because he left home. And I mean, just mm-hmm. crazy stuff like that. So, I, I know I'm getting long-winded about this, but the bottom line yeah, is to find yeah. your energy for me, was a, was a kind of a long journey of doing a lot of different things. But at the, at the crust of it was just being a decent human being and helping as many people as you can. So in my business, I treated my employees like family. I literally prayed for each employee and their spouse and their children by name every morning. Yeah, you told us that. That's, which could take a long time, right? <laughs> but but I, I mean, and... You know, it was genuine. I really, I really, really meant it. And I still believe in the power of prayer. I often mm-hmm. pray before a meal, and I, I often mm-hmm. spend time in prayer. I've just gotten less dogmatic about it because I've seen, you know, the degree of hypocrisy that exists in the, in the dogmatic Christian sure. world. You know, so I kind of do my own thing. I'm not really plugged into a church. And um, I just want to connect with sort of the universal, Mm -hmm. the universal view of God. I still believe Mm -hmm. that there is a God and that he created us, but I don't know how the whole, you know, set the universe in motion, (laughs) you know, and I I believe he's involved, but I believe the way that he's involved is in the flow of energy. And I think we all have a responsibility to connect to our inner being, to connect to the universal being, however you define him or her or it, as God or universe, or whatever. I think we have a responsibility to connect and be part of that community. Mm-hmm. And with that responsibility comes the responsibility to love, to put as much love into the world mm-hmm. as you can, to help people. But it's not, you, you can't be so spiritually minded that you know earthly good. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, good. part of the way of helping people is dragging a homeless guy out of the woods and getting them into rehab. Another way is give somebody a job pay them well, mm-hmm. and inspire them to do a good job. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and, and treat them like family. You know, that's a practical way. It's not woo-woo. It's not anything but a very practical way 
to love somebody because you're empowering them and you're enabling them to be the best they can be at whatever they're they're doing you know i've had technicians who are making you know $150,000 a year and highly educated and got a family and everything and then now, now I'm dealing with truck drivers yeah. basically who are uneducated and seem to not give a flying yeah. you know <laughs> flip about pretty much anything and and who are you know, my, my challenge now, as you mentioned earlier, I talked to you about it yesterday. The challenge mm-hmm. now is to, is to to help these people to grow, yep. help mm-hmm. them to have a different attitude towards their life. Maybe they don't want to be a truck driver five years from now. Yep. But in the yeah. meantime, this is where they That's are. Where this at. is what they're yeah. doing. You do it the best you can. You go, and, and sure. you know, the concept of good to great, it's a good company, needs to be great. You're a good person. You guys are all really good people. Mm-hmm. But we need to be great. I'm a good person, but I need to be great. Mm-hmm. And how do I do that? It's the little things that you do every day. It's how you treat people. It's how you interact with people. It's yeah. the love that you put in to people's lives. Wow. If you can lead with an ad. Did you, ever, you guys ever read any Ognandino? Mm, yes. The greatest salesman in the, the world, I believe. It was one world, of my favorite right? books. If I had to do top ten right now, let's, let's sneak it in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, one, so the, one of the concepts that he talked about, this was one of the moments for me that stuck with me like, like few things have. But his sales approach, greatest salesman in the world, mm-hmm. he would shake your hand, but he'd be thinking in his mind, I love you. Mm-hmm. Everybody, in he, everybody he encountered, mm-hmm. when he shook their hand, his, in his inner being, he was saying, I love, I you. love you. Wow. And he ended up being, you know, incredibly successful. Yep. Mm. Zig Ziglar wow. used to say you can get anything you want in this world if you help enough other people get what they want. That's another principle for me that has stuck with me my entire life from the first time I heard it. And it's, it's so true. It's so true. Wow. That, that story resonates with me. And we were talking about our first podcast. I think all of our stories have been brought up as a um, kind of a Christian background overall. And... Um, you know, we saw some of the dogmatic things in the church, all of mm-hmm. us that we didn't necessarily agree with. And, um, but still, I feel like, yeah, above all is love. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. really what is, you know, the, the whole point of it, right? And that is God. Everything is God, I feel like, you know, everybody, everything. And so to acknowledge that person or whatever it is um, for what they truly are, I feel yeah. like is the biggest thing you can do. And it turns into success. Like you're saying, like the greatest right. salesman ever, I think, because people, well, even though it's unspoken or it's not said, um, the energy and the vibrations felt when you genuinely care about someone else mm. um, and you want to see them do the best in their life, whatever that is, you know. And again, I, I think you made a good point, too, that um, we're not always doing things that we think that, all right, this is my life mission or purpose. But the fact is that they're always preparation and are what we're supposed to be learning at the time, I feel like. And it's best just to dig in and really like, how can I do this the best possible job right now? Yeah. Um, and, and doing that one moment, I think it's like how you treat one moment is how you treat everything. <laughs> you know, like yes. the way that you try to approach it um, in general. Right. That's a mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Right? Mindfulness is so important because if you are mindful of every moment, then you try to bring your best mm-hmm. to every moment. You know, I fail miserably often, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at that, but it's my intent. And yeah. I think intent has a lot to do with how you live your life. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. Are your, what are your real intentions here? You know, and uh, I think that's where a lot of people do need work. 
because yes. I think in, you know there's a lot of people who uh, their intentions aren't really what they should be because because they lack the mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's you know mindful find, mindfulness practice is kind of step one. It was certainly step one for me is a mindfulness practice. You know, uh, if, if I could switch gears just a quick second, sure, I just want to make a comment about this weekend. You know, okay. it's just yeah. such a joy to come in and, and plug in here. But but one of the greatest joys for me is is knowing that Justin is is amongst you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. every person I've met here, you guys are just amazing. Amazing, and you're and you're Justin's kind of person. So what happens? You guys were talking about community, right? I'm extremely disciplined. I I did the the cold on my own, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And I know I I watched Justin for a long time. I mean, he's very disciplined as well. We're yeah. we're cut from the same cloth, mm-hmm. and so he would do all the right stuff and get the right results. But there's a s- subtle sense of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're doing it alone, even you're you're doing the right things, and it's good for your body, it's good for your soul, mindfulness, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But when you're doing it alone, there's a little bit of of sadness there. I think something missing. And for me to come here this weekend <laughs> and see that Justin has found a group of people that like-minded people, um, that that just brings me a tremendous amount of joy. Mm-hmm. Tremendous amount of joy because mm-hmm. you know you guys know who have children, right? That Mm-hmm. What do you want for your kids? You want them to be happy. Yeah. That's the most yeah. important thing. You know? yeah. And if there's anything in their lives that makes them sad or brings them down, you want to fix it. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily fix it. But I think Justin has found a pretty good fix coming here, just yeah. from my observation. Yeah. And wow. I think that's really, really good. It makes me feel tremendous and very happy. So thank you, guys. Thank you for yeah, saying that. You. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm thrilled <laughs> to be here. And he's right. It's very, um, you know, when I left the music industry and such, I, I, a lot of what I keep talking about, the reason why I harp on these things is like, we need to normalize these things. We need to make these normal and make people not feel afraid. Like, I remember the first, we, I said this last week, the first time I wore blue blockers, I was like, I'm red in the face. I'm like, someone's going to see me wearing blue blockers. You know what? Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm walking away from a very party heavy, booze heavy, late night, musician world that dad's seen a ton of you know he's seen me on some stages he didn't want to see me on and um when i really got into health and wellness and stuff i i really abandoned that and as a result i ended up doing what i call healing in a vacuum it was i could run my company from home i have a gym in my house i have a stand-up desk there everything i was just by myself all the time and spending time with family we'd do sunday dinners and all these things but it was very very isolating and the strange thing is when we talk about intention, right? If you talk about this world's greatest salesman or whatever, there are a lot of people that that may not have done the work, the mindfulness work and stuff that will hear that. And they can think, I can be a great salesman. I can just look people in the eyes and, and think that I love them and I can sell them some BS product that's going to make me a ton yeah. of money. It doesn't work that way. The intention has to be right. Yep. And that's what I found is is the quote unquote weirder my behavior got, which is really normal behavior in a house like this. The weirder it got, the more my friends are like wanting to poke around or like they say they want to learn about it or whatever, or even in the music industry, right? You have a zillion friends. When you're a musician and you're doing well, you have a zillion friends, but their intentions are not pure. So the difference in coming here is I get into this house and I, the moment I felt like the authentic connection with you guys and the intentions of what you're doing, like the other day, like you came up, you literally came up into this second apartment that I'm in just to be like, hey man, thanks for sharing that thing with me today. Like that was pretty vulnerable and I appreciate it. And I was like, 
<laughs> he just came up here to thank me for like what? Like, I mean, even my friends, I have friends that I grew up with my whole life, but New England is a hard place to grow up. It is. Dad and I sure. came up the same way, man. You get beat up talking like that, yeah. you know? So it's like we had to really learn that for me to have this level of like, I call this a house full of healed masculine. Dad and I grew up in New England surrounded by nothing but unhealed masculine. Just really, really rough stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's it's been really, really cool for me to be in a house like this. And I knew that this was what I wanted. And that's when I went and saw the Facebook post. I was like, this is just the breadcrumbs of Croatia and maybe bathwater and all these things. I was like, I got to come out here. And it's just, you get in a place where you can feel the, that's what you're talking about. You can feel yeah. the intention. Yeah. Every conversation you have, you feel that intention. And this is not this is not a, a, a shady salesman. It's like a real person who loves you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's a really interesting thing. So that's, that's been huge for me. I've, and I feel mm. every bit as grateful as dad does for you guys being here with me. I'm grateful to be here with you all. It's been amazing. I felt that with both of you all too. Cause when I did say that, it was cause you, when you, what the vulnerability that you shared with us or shared with me and Steven, I think at the time helped me kind of release some vulnerability that I haven't really shared with a lot of people either. Yeah. And it just sparked uh, kind of a, I don't know, something that I speak my truth. And from that, when I said it, it was like a big, you know, kind of relief and release. And so yeah. I appreciate that. And I think it is important. And the more that we're able to do that, I feel like it's, you know, it helps us all heal in different ways that we need to um, yeah. get things out we're ashamed of or, you know, and that's kind of, you know, things that we've been holding back. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. And Charlie, it's been crazy team, you know, getting to meet you as well yeah. with all this. Um, you know, the cool thing about it is you're not giving up your masculinity one bit. No, not at right? all. Nope. I mean, you guys are all tough guys and <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, you can, you can still have those moments. You can be authentic, mm -hmm. you can be vulnerable, and you can still be as, as macho masculine as you've ever been. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's a lesson that a lot of men need to learn. Yeah. A lot of guys need to hear. Yeah. Well, on that note, because I definitely judge you to be a master of your masculinity. Um, I judge you to be successful. I judge you to be grounded. I love this okay. relationship you have with your son. You are successful in my perspective. And even the way you navigated the freaking challenges we threw at you this weekend. <laughs> I mean, we just got back coming about an hour, probably about like 99 minutes ago. Yeah, we just got back from like a twenty-minute walk in negative seventeen degrees Celsius <laughs> snow. <laughs> like where a few things happened to me for the first time I've never experienced. One including my nostril hairs freezing, and one including my armpit uh, sweat freezing. <laughs> it's a very uh, crazy uh, situation. When you I, walked in, you looked like a the sixty-year-old version. Uh, of man. Man. Spike hair, like yeah, it was like frozen all of his beard. It was wild. So Charlie, you're out there with me. You're out there in that third, that that which was even harder. I would say was the polar plunge for five minutes in that thirty something degree water. Yeah. So and you're you, so what? What like man for the eighteen year old whoever you are, it's like man, I want to get the most bang for my buck for like things that I can add to my life that will tap me into my energy mm -hmm. and to come from this heart centered place where I'm loving other people. Have, have there been certain rituals or certain things that have uh, gotten you the most, <laughs> the yeah, most you know, squeeze? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that's a real good question. I, I think um, certainly prayer. You know, I, I definitely am a prayerful person, and I feel a connection in prayer to God, to the universe, to whoever you're 
you know, like they call it uh, your superpower, special power, or whatever. <laughs> a lot of pe- people call it different things, but I think time in prayer and meditation is critical, mm-hmm. you know. And I think challenges have done it for me, really have changed my life. Just mm-hmm. to take a challenge and go for it. And on the other side of it, you know, just say, I did it. This is something that I, I never, if you'd have told me, you know, <laughs> years ago that I'd be putting my entire body in 30 degree water, <laughs> you know, and staying there for any period of time, I'd say, you're absolutely insane. So I think it's important that we challenge ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and do things that we just don't think we can, whatever it is, jump out of a plane. You know, uh, if you're, if I had a fear of heights. A real, I mean, serious fear of heights. I'd get on a bridge and I'd, I'd be sweating because I just have an urge to jump. Mm-hmm. I was really afraid of heights. On his 18th birthday, he wanted to go jump out of a plane. Ah. So uh-huh. guess what we did? Yep. We did it. We jumped out yep. of the plane, mm-hmm. man. Nice. You just got to do it. And I think there, a lot of people live in fear. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things to be afraid of in this world, you know, but most of our fears never materialize. Yeah. And I think that if you can do something that you're crazy afraid to do, just to prove to yourself that you can do it, mm-hmm. the first time is the hardest. Yeah. And then after that, you know, mm-hmm. you just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every time you're building your own self-esteem, character, mm-hmm. uh, determination. It's hard to describe, but you're building yourself up. Yeah. You know, there are things in this life that chip away at who you are. Like lying, cheating, you know, pulling the wool over on somebody, mm-hmm. you know, just doing shitty things. Mm-hmm. They chip away at who you are. And that's what I've always told my kids. You know, you can get away with a lie. You can get away with doing something in secret. Nobody finds out. But it chips away at who you are mm-hmm. in your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it's important to, be, to build up who you are in your own eyes. Mm-hmm. And I've, for me, that's taking on challenges that I never in my wildest dreams thought I could take on. Just do it. Yeah. Another thing that's, that's huge that I can touch on with him because I get to witness it and he gets to witness it with me is for anybody listening to this, who's thinking, I'm not going to jump out of a plane. I'm not going to start a company. I'm not going to do any of this. It goes right back to the discussion that we had last week. Can you take a five minute cold shower? Yes. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of people listening to this who are going to say, I can't do that. Or I could never do that. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people in my life that have said those things to me. Like, I could never do that. That's crazy. You do the five minute cold shower every morning. That's crazy. I could never do that. And then you get to a point where dad and I talk about this all the time. <laughs> you have a day when you get consistent with these things. It's like you begin your day with these mini challenges and you accomplish them. Mm-hmm. Everything is easier from there. Mm-hmm. Yep. The effort of the day, we talked about the flywheel, spinning the flywheel, right? If you do, every morning you know you got a cold shower and you're going to say some affirmations, you're going to do some breath work, or dad's been doing Wim Hof with 100 yeah. push ups every day for 10 years now, or however long you've been doing it, right? It's been a long time, yeah. right? So you start your day with these challenges, and all of a sudden something switches. It's just like the cold creek, right? You have mm-hmm. days, Daniel said this the other day, he's like, I woke up craving the creek. Mm-hmm. Like I woke up in my bed and was yeah. like, I need the creek right? Yep. My dad and I talk about this all the time. If, if I have a day, you've seen me because you live with me now, right? If I have a day where I don't take a cold shower, the day is weird. It's not correct. Something is off. Something's I'm just off. like, wait a minute. Like I need, 
I actually think humans are fundamentally wired for challenge because survival has been so difficult. It's the easiest time ever to survive right now. Historically, there was hunting and gathering and finding Mm -hmm. shelter and the real risk of starvation and freezing to death and all. I think we're actually genetically wired for challenge and all these little baby challenges, what we're doing here, the energy challenges. We're going to drop another one on you here in this podcast. It's like, you might think you can't do it or you might think it's hard to do it every single day, but those little tiny victories will change your life in a way, it's like they talk about a cruise ship, right? If you turn a cruise ship one degree to the right, it doesn't look like much at first. And then a thousand miles later, you're on the other side of the planet just because of that one little course correction. And that's what these daily habits are. And dad is really, really good at daily habits for sure. I like the word victory. Victory. Mm, Yeah. Every time you challenge yourself, even even if it's just a step in that cold shower as soon as you get out of bed, Mm -hmm. and you do it on the other side of that, it's victory yep. and you feel like you have just won mm-hmm. because you have. You know what? I got to pop in here because this is a, I know we've talked about this before, but this is one of those life lessons where you got stuff that your parents say to you growing up, right? And there's certain things that lock in and you're just like, oh, there's that one thing. I've never forgotten that one thing. When we're talking about here, we always talk about the power of community, having a team doing these things together. Mm-hmm. It's also important to look at the flip side of that, the negative side of that, because so many people feel like they don't have a support system. Mm -hmm. So something that dad said to me from the time I could breathe that was amazing. I said, I got made fun of at school, or I saw this other kid get made fun of at school, or this kid said that, or this kid said this, this teacher said I should do this, and blah, 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 blah. Even if it was an expert, dad doesn't care who the person is. He would just say, consider the source. Hmm. That's it. It was the most simple thing he ever said to me because it's if, if someone is telling you, don't do those cold showers, that's crazy. Why are you doing that? That's crazy. That's stupid. Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. You look at their life. Do they have a life you want to emulate? Are they the type of person that you want to be? Because if not, you need to seriously consider the source. If someone's telling you, if they're advising you on a business decision, are they someone who has a successful track record in business? Mm-hmm. Consider the source. And those three words, consider the source, have just been pounded in my head because I've taken a very breaking normal path my entire life. I remember guidance counselors telling me I was a nutcase thinking I could make money playing music. And then I was 19 and I made more money than all of them. Mm-hmm. Literally. That's how I lived my life, you know? Mm-hmm. But the only reason I could do that is because I had it drilled in my head to consider the source. That's yeah. it. I didn't want to be a guidance counselor when I grow up. So you get, you, you're going to tell me I'm crazy for wanting to be a musician? See ya. I'm off to Nashville. You know? That's good. So consider the source was a big one for me. Yeah, I think that's the title of this one, Considering the Source of a Charlie Nolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember one of our biggest interviews I've ever done was Paul, with this guy named Paul Check. I'm sure many people are familiar with him, but he always did this thing. He did this thing with our videos and other videos. He was like, if a doctor tells me, you know, like before a doctor tells me something, I ask them to take their shirt off and he, take, and he takes his shirt <laughs> off and he's like, and if you don't look healthier than me, I don't take advice from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. And I'm like, man, that is intense. Because most, I mean, it's really convicting because most uh, doctors that have ever given me nutritional advice, if I'm considering the source, I'm, I should <laughs> press, say, huh? press pause and shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, thanks for good. pointing that out. That is. That's yeah, really it's, it's also the, um, the, the, the piece we talked about last week about just things not being normal. This is something that I, I spoke with dad about this before the recording of he gets this all the time, man, because you got to think when he's heavily involved in the church, 
And he's going to church events and these gatherings where there's donuts everywhere and there's coffee. And like, mm-hmm. he is, he will come home and tell me like when we were living in the same place, you know, he'd just be like, I don't know what to do at these events because everyone is talking about their doctors, what medications they're taking, what mm-hmm. problems they have, my blood pressure, this, my diabetes, yeah. this, my, my arthritis, this. Mm. And he doesn't know what to do because he walks in in a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And people start grabbing at him and be like, what do you, I need to know what you're doing with it. And then he tells them what to do. Yep. And they're just like, I can't do any of that. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's it's impossible. So why would you do that? that? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. You know, and that's what you were saying is you were like, why do people just say the number one, you, that thing that people say to you is they're just like, why do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Oh, I mean, there's a million reasons, right? Why do you do a cold shower? It's a, it's a victory. Yep. It's also an antidepressant. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. I can get into my own head and I can, I can say some pretty shitty things to yeah, myself. Sure. Yeah. You know, I can get down on myself. I'm not perfect by any means. And for some reason, my inner voice wants to go to the one thing that I did wrong, not mm-hmm. the 10 things I did right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's when honest. I take a cold shower and do affirmations, yep. I like myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's important to like yourself and not yep. beat yourself up. So I tell myself good things, oh, Yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah. Why would you do that? Man, there's a million reasons to do that. <laughs> and why would you not eat that donut? Yeah. I don't want to look don't like you, dude. <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't want to have trouble getting on this bus. Yeah, right? exactly. That's, that's the thing. I was with a, a church group, and everything's a meal somewhere. Right? It's a Baptist church, right? <laughs> yep. So we're yeah, going to yeah. get on a bus, and we're going to go see something cool, and we're going to walk around, you know, mm-hmm. visit this old town or something like that, but we're going to eat. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's important. And, it's a staple. And just most of the people my age having trouble getting on or off the bus yeah you know and they're talking about their knee replacement their hip replacement mm-hmm. their diabetes i mean it just goes on and on and on and then they say why would you do that you know for the paleo diet or the carnivore diet or the cold showers yeah. or the wim hof you know why would you do that duh <laughs> I don't want to be normal like yeah. everybody else yeah, yeah. I, I get it i mean somehow we got to get to the point where there's more of me on that bus yeah. than the ones who can't barely walk onto the bus. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I, I hope that COVID, if it did anything for our nation, was at least a wake-up call mm-hmm. where that's concerned. Yeah. You know, not to get into COVID and all that, yeah, but I mean, yeah. but to take control something's got to, you know, spark people to take control of their health, to, to, to make a new normal. Yeah. Well, how, about yeah. If our, how about if our normal was guys like us? Yeah. What if our normal was people who could jump in a creek and not need a defibrillator yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 at 60 years old? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's important to say, too, I mean, like, listen to the whole story that Dad just shared. It's like anybody listening to this, it's like if you listen to this whole episode, you understand there's, there's not an ounce of judgment in what he just said. Mm-hmm. There's not an ounce of judgment, of judgment in anything that we just said. I'm not, tell, I'm not saying the person who can't get on and off the bus is a bad person or they deserve it or anything like that more than likely they're operating on bad information. That's mm-hmm. what happened for yeah. most of their lives. So he's really, what he's saying is coming from a place of love. I think what we're all saying is coming from a place of love. Why do you do a podcast and try to inspire people? Why do you give them weekly challenges? Because mm-hmm. you love them and you want them to experience this thing that we get to experience every day, which is a level of joy and fulfillment that for whatever reason is quite rare these days. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to change personally with the work that I do. Yep. One thing I like to say too is... Um, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that's my main thing is like always trying to, like you said earlier, when I have a challenge with the cold, 
I like want to go head first. I was afraid of heights too, <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, and I had I've skydived before as well. <laughs> nice, because <laughs> it's something I had to conquer my fear. And yes. I still get you know still if I get too high, I'm like, oh man. Uh, in fact, we were swimming at the glacier lake, me and Daniel, and we swam over to this cliff uh, that was like probably only 15 feet high, but. Whenever you're well, looking I, from the bottom, is it 20 foot? But the, and you were jumping into, once again, 30-degree 30 30 water. 30-degree water, yeah. <laughs> Far away from a shore. <laughs> so I think like you were probably realizing it was probably making it seem higher, like objects may appear higher than you think, because I'm trying to save your life from not going in that water. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go. It's too high. But it did look like 30 foot or 40 foot. You know, it's always higher from up there, but... You know, I knew like it, whenever I start to feel those, it's like I just lean in and go, Lean in. you know, and I, I feel like over time, the more that you do that with whatever it is, the more you start to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like the same question people ask um, when you get in the cold, does it ever get warmer? Does it? And I'm like, no, it's still cold every single time. <laughs> yeah. It, the only thing that gets better is how you handle it. Right. That's Are right. you able to calm down? And that's why we, I think we all harp on the cold so much is because it's one of the tougher things you can do, but your body physically reacts to it and you're having to like literally train it in, in yourself to kind of relax your body, you know, and stay yeah. calm um, and go for it. And then, like I said, that gets better. You know, I'm learned where I can get in now and I'm pretty much can relax in that cold water. Um, that's how I try to take all the challenges in my life is just um, something feels uncomfortable, go for it. You know, it, and that's the thing too, is if it, it, I think the unknown is always com uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And that's where we always stick to things that are known. Um, and then, you know, the thing is, is you don't really experience too much growth if you're always sticking in the known. Mm -hmm. Right. You're still doing the same things and whatever the collective out there and the belief is around, like, you know, if there's more people eating donuts and drinking coffee and bad. Then, you know, that's what's known. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then the unknown is a little bit more scarier and, you know, not as comfortable as the known. And so I think leaning into that unknown um, and getting comfortable with it is is really yeah. crucial. It's one thing that I kind of live in my life. Yeah, great. Leaning into the challenge. It reminds me of when I used to run marathons. Uh, the, I ran with a group because I was running for the Leukemia Society, mm -hmm. and uh, I was kind of the weird one because I liked the hills, mm. and I don't I don't know why other than to say hill was a challenge mm -hmm. so if i'm just running flat ground i'm running flat ground it's kind of monotonous monotonous i see a hill i'm pouring it on you know mm. the hill is a challenge that i have to run into it you know oh yeah so mm. i liked the hills and that, that was the only reason it was kind of a weird thing but yeah i feel <laughs> like we got to have the frozen the soundtrack challenge. for this episode <laughs> like welcome to the uh, no <laughs> yeah, and like all the like freezing. I mean, I, I maybe because I just literally walked in the snow and we've been playing yeah, we've been playing Frozen a lot. Yeah, yeah it's uh, all about Frozen right now. <laughs> oh man, I definitely know that song inside and out from my kids too. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys. Keep all quoting parents. Frozen, and I'm like, I don't really know what you're talking about. I don't have kids. <laughs> you will pretty soon. Uh, maybe in this house. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh man. Okay, there's so much here. We're in 45 minutes. And okay. So, I mean, let's talk about challenges. That's the, yeah, one yeah. of the main Next themes challenge. and the ethos of this uh, broadcast and production. So we're here to announce the next energy collective challenge That's right. which i'm really grateful for someone to do <laughs> <laughs> you, you want me to i go people are looking at me yeah so this week what we want to do i think this is this is really really powerful and this is one of those challenges that is 
so accessible to everyone, literally everyone. If you have a pen and paper, you can do this one. And all that we're asking you to do this week is just write down every single day, 10 things that you're grateful for and why you're grateful for them. And I think it's important to put why you're grateful for them rather than just list things. So just, it can be anything. It could literally be, maybe you're sitting outside and the sun is on your skin, or it can be the coffee that you just brewed, or it can be the way your son woke up and greeted you that morning or that the, you know, it could be anything, anything at all. And I love the practice of 10 per day and do that for the next week. And you'll be amazed by, in my opinion, you'll be amazed by what you're actually grateful for. I think there's, when people are stuck in scarcity, maybe if they don't have a lot of money or something like that, they, they think that the things that would make them happy are somehow out of reach. But anyone that goes through this, I've gone through this with a lot of clients actually, this gratitude journaling, it, they start to realize that when you really start listing out the things that you're super grateful for in a day, you get to the end of the day and it like, those things might cost 15 bucks. <laughs> you know, it's like a cup of coffee or clean sheets or like whatever, you know, it's just these beautiful little things. So that's the challenge for this week is just come up with 10 things each day that you're grateful for, write them down. I like pen and paper. Uh, I think that's the best way to do any kind of journaling. Um, write them down what you're grateful for and why you're grateful for it. So that is the yeah. energy challenge this week. Yep. I did this um, actually 60 days ago. So I had a book that I followed. And one of the things that was every day was to write down 10 things I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, and this is probably one of my favorite challenges that I've done, honestly. Um, a lot of, for a couple of reasons. One, I feel that, you know, being in gratitude, you're, you're taking ordinary things that you might take for granted and, you know, being grateful for them and actually feeling it. <laughs> Um, and like listing out why it's like kind of like it really really resets my mood completely mm -hmm. um, things that I kind of was taking for granted I was really starting to hone in on and I think too with gratitude is like when you're grateful for things you're actually from the law of attraction calling them back into your life like you know you're noticing them more so like it might be like I'm grateful my, for my kids um, because of the surprises they bring me every single day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah or uh, or basically like I'm grateful for this cup of coffee for the energy it brings me. Mm -hmm. um, and I even get into things too of like what you're wanting to call in for your life. Um, mm -hmm. For instance, let's say money is something that you're wanting to call in. Um, regardless of what you have, I mean, you can still be grateful for the food you have on your table or, you know, whether whatever small it might be. And being grateful yeah. for just that money is from the law of attraction is going to call that more money back into your life. Because what I see most people that are, you know, broke or don't have money, they're basically constantly complaining that they don't have money yeah. and they're broke. And therefore, that's what they're calling right back in. Um, so I feel like being grateful um, for things that you're wanting to call into your life um, is something that weighs just like from the law of attraction, you're going to be bringing those things right into you. So, hmm. um, yes, yeah, so one of the statements that I kind of went off of was, I'm grateful for blank because, and that's the why part. Mm. Um, and that's kind of how we set it out. So maybe, in, you know, through this uh, week or coming up on this challenge and stuff, we'll start to list things. And I, you know, as we're doing it, some of the things that, you know, we've been doing. And like I said, it, it gets to be where like day 15, you're like, man, I have a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I have a lot. I, do, like, yeah. I don't remember what else I could say. Yeah. But um, once you start sitting down and making a habit practice of it, it started to become flowing a lot easier. Um, yeah. And it's just the little things that you can be for the, the great weather that you're having that day or for the sun to shine to give you energy yeah. and vitamin D or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I'd love to hear some other, you guys tap, tap into this as well, but I've, I've done a lot of gratitude 
gratitude journaling. And it's interesting, like what you're talking about is you're actually like almost flexing this muscle. Yep. Like you're flexing a gratitude muscle. And I found really strange things started to happen. My gratitude journal got like weird. <laughs> it got <laughs> weird from where I started. Like dad knows this. I have this screened in porch off the back of my house in Nashville. And that's where I sit every morning. And I have my coffee. It's my favorite place to sit. And as I'm going through this gratitude journal, I like I started looking around. I remember looking around one day and I I was thankful for colors. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was looking around, and I was looking at this tree, and the tree was so green, and the sky was blue, and the clouds were white. And I was like, is it are the colors always like this? Yeah. Like, why is it it's this weird thing where you flex this muscle in your head and all of a sudden you're seeing things that were just you would just walk down the street, oh, the sky's blue. Oh, it's been blue since I was born. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't think about these things. And I found myself being really thankful for things that I have just completely neglected yep. my entire life. Like the the vivid colors that just exist in our eyesight at every moment. Yep. It's bananas. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what is this? It's it's crazy. It's like a kaleidoscope at all times. Mm-hmm. And it really freaked me out. And I think it's just from flexing that gratitude muscles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can get really powerful. It can change your entire perspective on your day. Yep. So in life. Know. Yeah, in life in general. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a muscle that you can strengthen. And what's been a fun practice for me is just randomly sending out my morning gratitude to other people. And then they will respond in kind with something that they're grateful for. So it's an easy way to pull community into your gratitude and connect with people. Let them see you in that type of way, and then you're able to see them in that way. So I'd also add as a bonus, share that gratitude with um, somebody randomly, somebody close to you, somebody that you love. Um, maybe just somebody that you're passing by because it's there's, there's a reciprocity or there's there's a there's a wanting to to share that. Wow, that's good. I haven't done that yet. That sounds yeah. Hard. That's, I'm that's grateful great. for you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say to me the most powerful. I'm just going to be really judgmental here. The most powerful attitude is gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's the most powerful perspective to have. Mm-hmm. I would say that as a father, like when Davina. Um, is like super grateful for something and she wants to give me a hug or a kiss. It just is like, that is, that is the jam. So I think it from the, from God's perspective that if I, if I'm not grateful for what I have, why would I deserve to get anything more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I literally install it. You know, some of y'all have done some of my breath work where I'm literally like getting high as a kite. <laughs> Like in some extra exhaling fashion so that I can like focus on my gratitude. Almost every morning I do this. And it's just like, it is the staple of my consciousness, like the diet of my consciousness in a way is gratitude. So I'm fully on board. Like whatever challenge you threw at me to do for gratitude, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in because I know that's where it's at. That's like, that's for the fertile soil. That's the receptivity of like being a magnet for miracles. And, and I challenge myself a lot, like maybe something I can challenge y'all to do. Like when I find myself in like a, an anger or a, a, a pouting or sad or whatever it is, I'm like, can I be grateful to how angry I am? Mm-hmm. Can I be grateful for how sad I am right now? Because like, because it's not, I, I'm not sad. I'm experiencing sadness. Can I be grateful for this experience? Yeah. Can I be, can I be grateful for whatever I'm experiencing? So thank you for the new iteration of challenging me to be more grateful. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah, be a good challenge. <laughs> what do you think, Dad? You in on our gratitude challenge? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you know what I was thinking when you, when you mentioned your daughter? I had a moment uh, just a couple of weeks ago 
I take my grandkids out on Friday nights. Something called Mystery Friday. I don't tell them where we're going until we get there. Nice. And, nice. You know, it's, it's a good time. And my little three-year-old grandson, you know, he was just so happy and so grateful that he just, like, grabbed my face, you know, yeah. and just held my face for a minute and then just put his arms around my neck and just, I mean, he was just showing his gratitude. Wow. And it was just an amazing moment. And it was, you know, if, if you can be grateful like a kid, uh-huh. yeah. a little kid can yeah. be grateful. Oh, yeah. How, how powerful is that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's cool about kids is everything that they see is always exciting and fun yes. and grateful. You know, they're yeah. just happy for it, you know, mm-hmm. the experience itself. So I love watching kids because <laughs> of that reason. Well, yeah. Especially Davina waking up every morning. She's just got this big smile on her face. <laughs> she's just got to tell you something. <laughs> pointing to the mic. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, yeah, okay. the affirmation. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I'm so yeah. grateful for Davina. And, and I trust, like, I, th- I think what I respect, what I love about all of us, including you, is like the we're i trust that we're all aiming to be like the oldest kids in the room one day <laughs> yes. yeah man. yeah if that, if that resonates that's huge yeah and yeah i i would say i source most of my wisdom from people under one <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a, a interesting jump off we can go here i know you won't mind i i asked my dad one day i was like when do you feel like a grown-up because I don't know. Like, I don't feel like a grown-up. I'm like, wait, they let me own houses and stuff? Like, (laughs) Okay. I got, sure. You drive a car? Yeah, you drive a car. I can fly around the world, right? So I said that to dad one day. I was like, when do you feel like a grown-up? And he was like, never. (laughs) And I was like, that's why he is the way he is. You know what I mean? He was like, never. Because, I mean, I've I've spoken to 50-year-olds who were just, like, telling me how old they feel and everything's falling apart, whatever. And he was just like, never. You actually told me that if you don't mind me going here, yeah, actually told me like sometimes I look in the mirror. I'm like, who's that guy? Yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy looks old. <laughs> yeah, you know, like because he doesn't feel that way at all. Yeah. And that's it. Like trying to be the biggest kid wow. in the room. Like that's that's it. That's the game. Oh, yeah. When I take my kids to the trampoline park, guess who's jumping higher than anybody? Yep. I'm right in there with them. <laughs> no, absolutely. I love that too. Trampoline park's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't love that. Great place. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got a few more minutes left on our creative constraint of an hour. Um, is there any calls to action for people to participate in the challenge or the best way to follow along? Um, I think what we'll probably do is a hashtag energy challenge, which is I-N-N-E-R-G challenge, C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what we'll, we'll do is we'll probably, you know, as it's getting released, we'll start to put our own gratitudes and what we've been doing in there. Maybe just kind of list them out to give some people inspiration. Sure. Right. Um, you know, and that way hold each other accountable too. Mm-hmm. And so we inspire everybody else to kind of do the same and tag energy challenge. Um, and let's see how many gratitudes we can send out in the world. Um, yeah. Over this. So, yeah. Great. I love yeah. that. For exponential yeah. growth too, I love what you said, man. That mm-hmm. was great because... Um, even if everyone listening to this, just if they, you decide you're going to jump in with a challenge, uh, try to find one person, maybe a text message buddy. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to send all mm-hmm. 10 things. Maybe maybe find one text message buddy that you text. Like do your 10, do your list of 10 for sure for yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe just pick one and text it to a friend and have them text you back something and have some exponential growth. That's good. Or if somebody shows up, like if you're grateful for your mom for whatever she's doing for you, just send her that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, mom, I'm yeah. grateful for you for doing this. 
I see. As soon as you get the nudge, mm-hmm. is that what you're saying? Yeah. If it's there and it's alive in you, just send it right out. There. Just push it out. Uh, let it like let idea. the like flow through you. Yeah, I bet you we've all sat around at one point or another and been thankful for a person in our life and just didn't think to tell them right mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm thinking of you and I'm grateful for you. That's pretty amazing. I'd say take it as far as send a video message if you are sending a text. There you go. And I'd say, to, like, we have a few minutes left. Why don't we popcorn what, so we're grateful for someone to close it out so we can sure. practice it in person? Because that's Screw my the ultimate challenge is if you, for to kind of dovetail off what you're saying, Stephen, if you feel the nudge and that person is in the vicinity where you can express it face-to-face, yeah, extra potent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could start. So getting to be with you two this weekend and see the way that you interact, that father-son, I'm very grateful for my dad and I'm grateful for the future state that I'll, the, of, of relationship with my dad as well, where I can be my most uh, fully authentic um, uh, self, Um, fully self-expressed. I'm not one way uh, with, with you guys, in another way with him where I'm not able to be my um, uh, fully self-expressed self. And I know he accepts me any type of way that I am. And so I'm, I'm grateful for my dad, for everything he's done for me and for just loving me no matter how I choose to live my life. Beautiful. I'm grateful for um, this house and property um, that has been blessed and given to us all to live in and um, kind of be able to share these things and create community out of. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful uh, for the opportunity to be here in this house. Yeah, I'm very grateful for you, Charlie, specifically, uh, mm. for being so like willing and almost like so, just so interested to learn from your son. I think that's Thank awesome. You. Got a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And obviously that has taught all of us so much, but there's just something about that paradox of you being the oldest guy here, but like being almost like in the student role of your son <laughs> in a way, and like a lot of what I've seen, and it's just really inspiring. And I'm, I aim to be the same way with my daughter, so thank you. Oh, great, great. I, well, one thing I will say about that is that we have developed a friendship, and in, in the middle of that friendship, we are not necessarily father son we're just friends yeah you know and and we do express that you know and, and that again it's from doing it the practice it's from doing it the practice of just being friends i mean we have moments like he said i'm still dad he's still my son but yeah we're friends yeah and that's really special to me yeah so i'm extremely grateful now what i'm talking about uh, a person i'm grateful for mm-hmm. i have to mention my daughter Kristen. Because as I mentioned yeah. to you guys, I just bought a business, you know, less than, well, just about a month ago, and she's there running it. Uh-huh. And she was on a truck yesterday with a big load, and she was on a, a van today. So I'm very grateful for Kristen that uh-huh. she's holding down the fort, and that enabled me to be here. I wouldn't be here if she were not there. Awesome. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful answer, man. I love that answer. I think it's um. Yeah, what I'll do is because Davina on as usual she like came up literally at one hour exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go hang out with Davina. I'm super thankful Thank you. for it. And y'all can wrap it up. Matt, sure. you just press that button when y'all okay. are done right there. Okay. Sounds good. And Justin, I'll get to hear what you're thankful for yes, afterwards. <laughs> Thanks. Man. All right. Yeah.
So uh, maybe it's maybe it's cheating, but I'm thankful for literally everyone in this room at this moment for for different reasons because um, obviously grateful for Dad. I wouldn't be here in this house without Dad. There's no chance because you've just supported everything I've ever done. The insanity that I have done. Like dad supported my backyard wrestling league and public access show when I was 13 years old. And like the things that I have done, I have put this man through so many things you would not even, you could not even wrap your mind around it. It'd be a three hour podcast just talking about that, but just always supportive, always encouraging me to be my most authentic self and Mm. to be happy, just Mm. be happy. And I got to say, man, my whole life, no matter the money I've made or whatever, I've really been happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I could have done that with a different dad. I don't, you know, I know a lot of people that can't, that can't do that with a different dad. And there, I'm sure there are people that have a relationship just like we do. And that's, that's beautiful. But I just want to take this moment to thank you face-to-face personally <laughs> for just supporting everything that I have tried to do to, to find happiness and just find my most authentic self. And to be able to share that with you is, is amazing. So thank you. It's my greatest joy. <laughs> that's really beautiful, is. man. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just want to thank you guys as well because the way that you handled dad coming out here when you found out he was coming, I mean, Matt's been making us coffee every morning <laughs> no. and Steven's been having chats and talking to Daniel. Daniel's giving him bison liver and, you know, <laughs> ceremony just, today. Yeah. Ceremony yeah. With, oh, with Steven man. and just jumping in the cold creek together. And you guys mm-hmm. are just like, yeah, bring your dad. We're doing pull ups together. It's like you guys have been so welcoming of that as well. So I just very grateful for you guys as well. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate it well let's wrap this one up all right yeah thanks for listening and uh yeah join the challenge this week for the gratitude we will uh love to hear see what you guys come up with on your gratitudes absolutely all right see you next time (laughs) bye-bye what's up everybody justin here i really hope you enjoyed this episode of the energy collective podcast i know i speak for all of us when i say thank you so much for listening it really means the world to us I just wanted to hop on here in the spirit of love and gratitude, as you heard us talk a lot about in this episode. In my life, above all else, I am most grateful for relationships. I actually think of relationships as a form of magic, and that's no exaggeration. They carry a tremendous amount of power and can completely shift the course of our entire lives. This conversation was a giant example of that. That's why I want to take a moment to dedicate this episode to my dad, Charlie, who you just met. He doesn't actually know I'm recording this, and I'm going to speak directly to him here and let you all be flies on the wall. Dad, I just want to acknowledge you and let you know how unbelievably grateful I am for you as a person and for our unique relationship. I've spent most of my life feeling quite confused anytime I'm faced with the reality that most fathers and sons actually don't have a relationship like ours. At 34 years old, I think I'm just now starting to grasp how unbelievably powerful our relationship has been for my personal growth and development. Above all else, you raised me to pursue happiness. You raised me to love others. You raised me to be in service to others, and you raised me to share my superpowers with the world. And all along the way, you've lived by example. You have been the very best example of all the principles that you wanted to instill in me, 
And for that, I cannot thank you enough. All too often in society, parents are raising children through the lens of do as I say, not as I do. And you know me, dad. If there's one thing in this world that I cannot stand, it's hypocrisy. And I can pretty safely say where I got that from. I teach my Clovis clients every day that the best thing they can do to create the change in the world that they want to see is to simply live by example. There is no need to preach. There's no need to convince. There's no need to debate when you are living your truth, when you are being the most authentic version of yourself. When you are living by example, the energy you put out into the world will create the changes that you want to see. That is what you have done since the day I was born. I've watched you work to better yourself every single day. I've watched you move from good to great in countless areas of your life, only to then see you decide that your new version of great was now your new version of good. And from there, you choose to grow even more. And one of the areas where this has been most apparent is you being a dad and now being a Pepe. Each and every year of my life, I watch you respect me more and treat me even more like a peer and take even more advice from me and face new challenges with me, all the while continuing to be my most trusted mentor and continuing to just be my dad and loving me unconditionally, no matter how crazy my ideas are. That is the heart of what's gotten us here. You have never told me, son, do X, Y, Z because I say so. You've always given me the freedom to make my own decisions. And you've respected those decisions even when you haven't agreed with them. I know this is getting a little long-winded now. I just hope that I can share these thoughts with you in a way that helps you see yourself through the lens through which I see you. You are an incredible human being. You are an incredible entrepreneur an incredible father, an incredible grandfather, and the best example of a person who lives their life with the heart, love, and joy of a young child. I am indescribably grateful that the universe decided to give me you as my dad. Everything I do in my life, all the ways in which I help others and all of the lives I touch are being directly touched by you. The ripple effects of the person you are will be felt in this world for generations to come. I love you, Dad. More than I could ever share using the clumsy English language of ours. Thank you for being you. Thank you for showing up the way you do in this world. And thank you for sharing your story on this podcast. Let the ripple effects continue. And... Another special thank you to everyone listening to this. If you still have this gift in your life, go give your parents a hug or call them and tell them that you love them. Tell them that you're grateful for them. And if that's no longer possible in your life, say a little prayer and connect with them in that way. And for all the parents listening, go hug your kids or give them a call or even just shoot them a text and let them know how much you love them and maybe more importantly, how much you respect them. I'll see you all on the next episode of the Energy Collective Podcast.